Welcome to Spiritual Success, the podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant. As a dedicated student of metaphysics, I have skillfully honed my intuition, mastered the art of meditation, and cultivated a disciplined spiritual practice that has led me to become a multi-seven-figure top sales producer. Today, I work with thousands of business professionals, entrepreneurs, and their teams to up-level their sales game and create magic in their business and life. On this show, you will see that all success truly happens when you authentically align with your intuition. So come, be vulnerable, be open-minded, and allow success to pour through you here on Spiritual Success. Hello, hello, successful souls. My goodness, today's guest is an amazing treat. Honestly, it's like a huge honor to have her here. I have the amazing Kendall Summerhawk with us today. So Kendall is a multi-seven-figure business owner and expert business and money coach. But more importantly, in my opinion, she's an absolute pioneer for women leaders in the online coaching industry. Um, I like to kind of consider her as like one of the OGs. Like she's really paved the way for so many of us. A little fun fact too, is that my current mentor, Tara Grace, actually used to have Kendall as her mentor. And then also in my previous career, I used to work with Kendall for a little bit with online sales strategies. So it's a beautiful full circle to have her here on the show today. Kendall, welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast. Thank you. So excited to be here with you. And I just, anytime we get to do something together, it's always fun and magical. And you and I just have such great chemistry together. I love really, I, I'm so pumped that you're here. Um, you know, when I asked you to be on the show and we connected, I was just so flattered that right away you were like, I love how you're spunky and fun. Like <laughs> you're like, hell yeah, I want to do it. And then also right away, you're like, I want to talk about money and women. Can we do that? And I was like, um, yes, please. Like, thank you universe. <laughs> I am excited to hear everything that you have to cover today. And I'm sure our listeners are too, but before we jump in, I would love for you to share exactly what it is that you do and how you work with your clients. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I've been in business now almost 21 years, which is like mind blowing to me because it feels because I actually love my business more today than ever before. I mean, I just keep falling in love with my business. And so what we are so focused on um, at this time and has been for the last several years is certification. So I'm the, the creative founder of the number one certified coach training academy for women who want to coach women entrepreneurs specifically on the topic of money. And that's through our sacred money archetype certification program, or who want to expand that even more and be full on business coaches for other women entrepreneurs. That's our flagship certification. And that's the money breakthrough business coach certification training. And what makes us really different, there's lots of certifications out there, but what makes us totally unique and a game changer for our clients coming into certification is that we certify you to be an ethically powerful coach. Absolutely. Um, and also certify you in my done for you business business coaching and money coaching content so that you learn it, you learn how to coach, coach clients on it. You can brand it as your own. You can take it and run with it. And there's lots more pieces in there that we include as well, but it, it allows people to come into certification and very, very quickly hit the ground running, being a coach for women entrepreneurs and making money. That's amazing. And anybody listening, I kid you not, I'm highly recommending that you check Kendall out. She is one of the best of the best. And I, like I said, I'm so honored to have her here today. I'm definitely going to pass over the mic. I want you to talk as much as possible, share your wisdom with us. 
our listeners are so excited to hear, but also this is something that's really close to my heart, you know, as a woman that only a few years ago, literally had $0 and was bankrupt to now just this past month, having almost a $70,000 cash month. I've noticed that, thank you. I've noticed that um, really having a relationship with money is so important and seeing it as a relationship has really changed my ways to look at it. But again, I just want to pass the mic. I want to hear all the wisdom and we're all so excited to hear what you have to share today. So the floor is yours, Kendall. (laughs) I really believe emphatically with all my heart and soul and every fiber of my being that when women make money, amazing things happen for them. It's a layered effect for them for their inner circle, their family, their community, and then for the world at large. So it's important to understand that's what I'm all about. I think that one of the things that I see, especially right now, what's interesting having been in this industry for so long is that there's truly been no greater time in history of our whole planet, you know, of human beings where women have the opportunity to number one, to make money. I mean, this is is a phenomenon that's really happened it's certainly happened within the last hundred years. And it's actually really, I've seen it happen within my own lifetime, my own lifetime. And um, uh, the, I think I'm already, I've got so many thoughts I want to share. I'm already losing my train of thought. The ability, what I see in this industry is that because of social media, primarily, obviously the internet, but really social media, which is something that most women really, uh, you know, they really resonate with, they connect with, the ability to make phenomenal amounts of money is literally at our fingertips. And I know for some of you hearing that, you may be not in that position and thinking, well, that's really nice for you or for Cynthia or whomever, but I just want you to really take this in because truly there is literally wealth waiting for you at your fingertips, but we have to decide as women, we have to decide number one, that that's what we're going to create in our life. And I think that what happens is that women want this, you know, when you're ambitious, if you're here with Cynthia, you are ambitious. If you're not ambitious, you don't belong here because Cynthia, you're like one of the most ambitious women I have ever met. And we've had the opportunity to spend, you know, to share space in person too. So I know you, Um, anyway, if you're ambitious, What happens, I think, for a lot of women is they want to say yes to that ambition, but then all these thoughts and feelings come in the way that are really constructs from other people. And so it's really up to us, I believe, to use money as a vehicle to, to peel back the layers of our crap, get rid of our shit, right? and all the things that hold us back and to look at it that way so that we can emerge and grow. And really my whole thing is about us you know, expanding and fulfilling our potential. So it's expanding and fulfilling our highest potential and doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. And I really see money as the vehicle, as the conduit for being able to do that. And so on a practical, and I always say making fabulous money is part of our spiritual path. I've been saying that for a very long time. It's so true. And I think that just wrap up on this point here that we have, we have to give ourselves permission. And I think that what we have to do is to set a money goal and people can say, well, it's not about the money for me. It's like right there, that's a barrier. That's a barrier, not only to creating wealth, but to fulfilling our highest potential. Because I believe that there's no way, no way we can be fulfilling our highest potential and be broke. Those two things don't go together. Somebody who says, oh, I'm fulfilling my potential, but I'm broke. No, then you're not fulfilling your potential. 
You're just not. Those two things don't go together. When we are fulfilling our highest potential, we are doing things in such a way and opening ourselves up and coming forward and being visible in such a way that, that we start to gain clients. We're making money. So I could keep going on that, but I'll, I'll stop there for the moment. No, I love that. And I think it's so important what you said. Um, one of the things I really considered, and it's funny, you can bring yourself almost back to high school and you're in science class and they say, nothing is created, nothing is destroyed. And I realized that all of the money that I want already exists. And all of the clients that I'm meant to work with are there waiting for me. Like I don't have to create them. I just have to align with them. And that's why I really always focus on like inner feminine beast. That's the version of you that has the courage, power, and strength to really just see it through and connect with that. But that for me helped so much. And I'm curious to know, like, what do you think? Do you, I know you talk a lot about mindset. Do you have like an opinion or a way of teaching about like embodiment when it comes to money? I think it's for me because I'm such a, um, somebody once said, it was actually, I think Suzanne Evans once said when she met me, she said, Kendall, you have both roots and wings. Yeah. Both roots and wings, you know? So I think that, so I'm a very practical girl. You know, I believe in mindset and using mindset and, and, and yet being very, very practical. So I think if you, first of all, look at mindset as simply the way you think about something, you know, people can think mindset and that it's affirmations. There's nothing wrong with affirmations. They're great and all that. But mindset is, is more than just that. Mindset is how you choose to look at something. Mm-hmm. And so as far as the embodiment goes, it comes, I think we embody it. Not I think, I know. We embody it by doing some very, very practical things. So because you have to get it grounded, you have to get it in real life, practical, daily wisdom. So for example, um, one of the ways to embody mindset is to start tracking, you know, I, is to start, start tracking your income on a daily basis. And that right there, this is a strategy that I created about 18 years ago, actually. And um, I do it to this day. I do it to this day. I have my, my money tracking sheet right here. It's, uh, you know, day by day. Um, and today's the first of the month. So we've got it, our second of the month. So I've got one entry from yesterday. Um, and, and it's, People can say, well, I, I don't have anything to track. I don't have money coming in every day. That's okay. You track the zero. That's, it's such a powerful, powerful three-minute tool, three-minute exercise to, to log what comes in every day. And I remember when I started doing this, and it was, it's eye-opening, it's illuminating because you see the patterns, you, and you see the patterns of how money comes into you. And you also have to then recognize the emotions that come up because the emotions are there anyway. They're already there. They're just being suppressed. When you start tracking, and by the way, what you track expands. So, uh, you know, you start tracking, you might have four entries in a month where you had money coming in four times in a month. Okay, fine. What's your goal? There's lots of money games you can play with this, but you know, what's your goal? Is it to have money coming in every day? Mine is to have money coming in every single day. And I understand too, you know, I'm well over seven figures year after year after year since 2008. I still have days uh, each month, I can have one or two days where it's a zero. Now I hate that, but, um, but it can still be a zero even at my level. So don't let, don't let the zero mean anything. If you see a bunch of zeros, then you're saying, okay, what am I doing? What am, do I have a clear offer? Am I clear about my pricing? Am I excited about my pricing? Am I, have I practiced saying my price so easily that it's like past the salt? It's so easy to say it. You know, so these are a lot of ways to embody it, to live it and breathe it that um, that support the mindset of whatever, you know, whatever you have decided, whoever you've decided to be. 
Yeah. And I'll say this too, really quickly. I, you know, I had been making, I had, I had jumped into six figures. Actually, I climbed and clawed my way to six figures because my first, my first year as a coach was my year of tear and fears. That's what I call it. It was a miserable experience. I made no money. I was burning through all my money. I was married at the time to a guy, husband number two, to a guy who was um, in and out of jobs, unreliable. We needed to get divorced. And um, so I... I knew I had to do something different. And that's actually when I decided to be a business coach, which is hysterical, right? Because here I was not being successful in my business. And, and I knew, you know, the, the story is just briefly that I uh, was at a moment where I looked at my bank account and I was like, holy smokes, I have to, I'm going to have to get a job. I'm going to have to get a J-O-B here because I'm out of money. And I got this guy who's like, yucky and all this stuff. And so um, I actually, what I did at that time was I brought up my resume from on my computer and I printed it out. And when I, and I looked at it, cause I thought I'm going to have to update my resume and go get a job. And when I looked at my resume, oh, Cynthia, I felt, I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. Literally. I felt like I wanted to throw up. I felt like the biggest failure ever. I mean, just a wash with failure and the shame of that. And I decided in that moment, it was such a, like, I'll never forget that moment. I decided no, 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 this is not no. Because what felt, because what was gonna be the epitome, the embodiment of that failure was going to get a job. So I took the resume, I, I, I threw it away in the recycle bin. I went onto the computer and I deleted the file off my computer. I'd never read Think and Grow Rich or anything like that. Didn't know about burning the ships, but that's what I did. And I said, no, I'm gonna make this work. And I took some little freebie class, a teleclass on creating a, a, a magnetizing business card. I mean, like you wouldn't even do this now, right? But, and I so loved the class and I thought I can be a business coach. <laughs> and I went out and I got three clients in one day. You know, yeah. that's how it works. And then never looked back. But going back to this, with this money piece is that I had been uh, at, I had clawed my way to six figures and which was great. Um, but then was at six figures, you know, the first year was awesome. I'd never even conceived of making that kind of money. Second year was like, wow, okay, good. I'm still at the same amount. That's, that's good. And then the third year, same amount, like within a couple thousand dollars, plus or minus the same amount. I said, okay, year three in a row. Yeah, I'm happy, but you know, this is a, this is a stuck place. This is a plateau. And you know, no matter what the dollar amount stuck is stuck. And so I made a decision in that day to become a million dollar business owner. I did know any million dollar business owners. There was no social media at this point because this would have been 2003 or four, something like that, maybe five, I don't remember. But um, so there wasn't social media to see all this opportunity. I decided I was going to be a million dollar business owner. And Cynthia, that year, um, that was actually the beginning of 2006, That, uh, if I get my years right. So that year I went from 100 grand to just shy of 600,000 in one year. And then the next year uh, broke through into seven figures, uh, which was 2008. So it took two years from the time of deciding it to becoming a million dollar business owner, two years. And the reason I bring this story up is that number one, you, if, you, if you decide to do it, not just if you dream about it, if you decide to do it, you can do it. But the real reason I bring it up is because when I made that decision to be a million dollar business owner in the absence of any evidence that that could happen for me, that didn't matter. What happened was that I started to see, I was really disciplined. I had emotional and emotional and entrepreneurial discipline. I started seeing 
everything through the lens of being a million dollar business owner, yeah. everything down to my clothes, down to my desk, down to everything, how, you know, my, my email, everything through that lens. And the journey was not simple. And there was, it was not emotionally easy. There were days where I hung my head like this, this is what it looks like. Um, <laughs> and I thought, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And then I picked my head up. I went, Nope, I'm doing this. And I recommitted and redecided in that moment. And then it happened. And we've never been below that since. I think it's absolute gold. And I hope everybody is listening so, so quickly because you said it a few times and then you really hit it home. And I say this all the time. And the interesting part is when I speak to my followers, I almost always think of you when I say this, here's the thing I've always said, I have had the privilege of working with some of the greatest online business coaches in the world. I have worked with seven and eight figure entrepreneur women. And the one thing that really helped me to become the woman that I'm becoming is watching them make quick decisions. Yeah. And as a woman who loves metaphysics, I've gone to the College of Metaphysical Studies. I've worked with every single intuitive practitioner, Reiki master, magi, like legit magicians. <laughs> I love the fact that just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And the law of inertia, what goes in motion stays in motion. Mm-hmm. If you want to get quick results, you have to go fast. You have to choose, decide to go fast because you go first and then the universe responds. It's up to you to set the standard. And that's, it's always saying it's like, well, think with the end result. And the end result for me is my inner feminine beast. It's really the version of me that's already doing it. So I always think, how does she handle this? How does she speak? How does she dress? How does she, you know, handle this confrontation? How does she handle this stress? It's All not it's not scary. It's exciting. I get to do this. I don't have to do this. And it's so interesting having, like, I tell everybody, these are the women that I've worked with. I watch them make quick, quick decisions. Cynthia having, you know, a VIP day with her. I need five minutes to talk to my team. Yes. hundred thousand dollars for that. Sure. Hire them. Yes. Fire them. Yes. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll do that. 10,000. Good. I'm saying like, <laughs> Oh my God, like what's happening. But like, I saw the decision-making because here, and this is what you said too. Once you fail, and it's so terrible in the moment, you realize it was never really that bad. And that as long as you don't quit, you really don't ever actually fail. No, and I've always said this for the longest time that the only failure is not trying. It's not trying. And, you know, just to jump on, um, to add to what you're saying, it's because I'm thinking about what you're saying here. And it's a really, it's a recommitment. You have to recommit. And so it is making, it is making decisions quickly. One of the biggest Uh, time wasters is waffling in indecision, waffling, we call it churning, uh, you know, all of that. And if you are experiencing that, because I can be, I can be like an A1 champion churner, right? And so I catch myself like, if I'm churning about something, step back, be that witness, be the observer and say, wait a second, what is it? First of all, what is it that, what is the decision I really need to make here? Not making the decision, but what is the decision? So like churning around hiring people. I mean, you know, I love, I love a really lean team. I don't like, I don't want bazillion people. I've had bigger teams in the past. It's like, I'm over. I don't need to do that. Um, so I was churning about hiring and this and that. And I said, wait a second, what is really the decision? And the decision is, am I growing my business or am I not? Because my team that I've had up until recently got us to a certain place. We can't grow beyond that. We're tapped. So the decision, so it's re-looking at what is really the decision. Am I growing or am I not? Yes, I am. Okay. Well then I need team to grow. Great. What is the decision? Is the decision to have a big team? No, I don't want a big team. And so the decision is to keep my team lean. So it's like when you, you know, one decision, it's like the dominoes, one decision, you know, falls and the other ones just fall into place. So when you catch yourself turning, step back and say, what's really the decision that I need to make here? 
And, and you just recommit, you recommit to that decision every day, you recommit, you recommit. And that's, you've been around so many women making really amazing money that that's, I think that's what we do. We just recommit all of the time. Exactly. And I'm a, a huge fan. What I teach my clients is having a monthly vision board, not a yearly, not I'm saying there's not a wall big enough to put my yearly vision board on it. Right. But my monthly one and every single day I sit down, whether you listen, this is important, whether you are a business owner or you're a saleswoman or regardless, like you are the CEO of your life. So you need to sit down and get the biggest return of your most important asset, which is your time. You can always make more money. You cannot right. make more time. And so we need to sit down every day and fuel your why. Why are you doing this? And what actions are you going to take in a line to hitting that goal? And that's what it's about. Exactly. I think that's so important that you share that. It's like every single day, am I focused on the end game? You think with the end in mind. So when I was responsible for Jim Beam brands um, as the youngest state portfolio manager in the world, or when I was working for my previous boss, you know, and it was like, Cynthia, we need to hit $20 million this month. It's like, or Jim Beam anyway, it would be like, okay, let's hope and see how it goes. And let's try our best, everybody. No, like you have to have a game plan and you have to work the numbers and you need to be able to pivot if it doesn't go right. And you know, something's going to go wrong because it always does. So how do you handle it when it does? And what's the backup plan? So it's just fun because like, I'm not making this up. People hear it from one of the greatest. Like it's I'm going to take what I saw you post about that recently about having a monthly vision board. And I'm go I just updated my main vision board. And I'm like, it doesn't have enough room because I have so many things that I have plans and dreams for, but I'm going to actually take your idea of a monthly vision board. I love that. Um, the thing too, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to some practical things. I think one of the things, because I've been, I've coached thousands and thousands of women on money and, um, <clears throat> and through our certification, the money, especially the money breakthrough business coach certification training, I'm, I'm teaching women how to coach other women, but I'm also, we're, we're they also get coaching inside of our certification. Right. right? And so, um, one of the, uh, patterns that I've noticed is that women, for the most women are, um, they, they're not used to the concept of overflow. They don't live uh, where overflow, they don't, they don't construct their world to where overflow is a reality. So what do I mean by that? Um, what I mean by that is that whatever their monthly expenses are, they, you know, they have just enough. They have just enough, a little bit more or just, in, or not quite enough. And it's a little bit low. So it's, so it's a little, you know, plus or minus, but they have just enough. There's no overflow constantly checking their bank account. You're like, do I have enough to, oh, I just write a check. Do I have to make sure, or I just swipe my card. Do I have to make sure there's, there's money in there. And so, and, and I see women doing this who are, whose expenses are 2000 a month. I see women who are doing this, whose expenses are 15,000 a month. I see women doing, I have had in the past seven figures, right at seven figure clients doing this same behavior. So if you think that you're, that's all going to change for you when you make more money, that's not necessarily true. You actually have to make it true today. You have to live live the truth of that of overflow today. And so practically speaking, what that looks like, because um, people is that your expenses are whatever, and you have more than enough coming in. You have this amazing buffer between what you need in order to pay your expenses and what you actually have coming in. And that oh, that's overflow. It's cash. That is pure cash. There's no mystery about this. It's not complicated. That is cash. And, um, and I think cash is queen cash is everything. Um, I'm a big, you know, collector of, I actually collect cash. I love having cash. And I, I think that's interesting you say that. Cause I noticed so many people in the online industry are yeah. like, I secured a hundred K like, 
that doesn't mean it's secured. It's not guaranteed. Like, what did no. you get in cash? Like, that's where it counts. Exactly. Yeah, that's but where it counts. When I say we have X amount a month, it's not in sales. It's in cash. It's yeah. on my money tracking sheet. It's yeah. on, if it's not on my money tracking sheet, then, it, then it's not in my bank account. Um, and then you don't pay your mortgage. Or I have horses. You don't feed your horses with, you know, a sale. Well, you feed your horses and pay your mortgage with cash. So yes. the thing is, when you're for, when you're starting out, or if you're not in that place, so this is, by the way, one of the most I think one of the most important critical paradigms to for women to flip a switch on, so that they have excess, they have overflow, and it's going to. And so one of the things you can do is when you're just getting started with this, um, there's two things, two tips I'll share here. One is that when money comes in, what most women do is their Teflon with money comes in, out it goes. You don't want to be Teflon. You want to be Velcro. You want to be Velcro with money. You want it sticking to you, right? And so, yes, I get it. We, you have bills to pay. We all do it. And I get that. But don't, don't be so quick. Don't be so quick. Let that money sit in your bank account for one week, seven days. Just let it sit there and notice the emotions that come up for you. Because people always say money is energy. And I've never really gotten that. It's never resonated mm -hmm. for me. And I realized that for me, money isn't energy. Money is emotion. Money is all emotion. And we, money itself is um, neutral you know, from an energetic or emotional standpoint, it's neutral. It's like, it's like tofu. I'm a vegetarian. So it's like tofu it has no flavor on its own, right? It's the emotion. It takes on the emotion we give it, right? And so let it sit there for a week. Notice the emotions that come up for you. And it could be some anxiety. There's no doubt about it. Even me, and I'm a saver, but you know, that money's sitting there. I'm like, let me, let me whisk it off into a savings account or let me do that, you know, whatever. And it's still, it's still spending the money, right? So it's interesting exercise. Number one, let it sit there for seven days and then process those emotions that come up so that you get comfortable having more money in your bank account. And then the second practical tip is just that it's to, um, I have, you'll like this. It's what I call your warrior line. So your warrior line in your bank account is an amount of money you never drop below. Most women that's zero, like zero is their warrior line. It's like, there's nothing warrior about a zero. Um, so you want your warrior line to be higher than that. And that's up to you. I have payroll. So my warrior line is always two, two payrolls. It's always like, I never let my bank account get below two payrolls ever. The money doesn't go into my savings. It doesn't go anywhere with that, you know, compromising that. And, and when I first started that concept a long time ago of the warrior line, and I think my warrior line at that time was $3,000. It took me months to get there. It took me months. I was making 50, 60,000 a year. I hadn't broken six figures and I would, you know, it, it just took me a while to do that. And, and, but, but the, the level of grace and relaxation and um, lack of anxiety you have when you have money sitting in that account, oh my God, it's priceless, it truly is. Yeah, you know what is so interesting for me? Um, so I, I'm pretty fortunate that I had such a big business background um, being an executive woman, I got to learn everything on everybody else's dime. So when it came time to start my own business, you know, our fourth month we did hit six figures. But the thing is, it was like, you know, first it was like 12k month and then 14k and then 14k and everybody kind of asked me like what happened in that one month where it just went and so one of the things that i noticed in the beginning was it was so interesting how i would get a big amount of money and i would easily invest it back into my business oh ten thousand dollars for ads here you go oh how many how much is that employee okay here oh how much is i would just do it like not even thinking but then i would look at a nice handbag and be like that's insane that's crazy. I would never do that. And then that was the money talk. I, I realized money likes a purpose. 
And it's like, like mm-hmm. you need to have the lifestyle that you want. And actually when you get the money, put it there so that you can like reset that thermometer and maintain it. It was a huge shift for me. Honestly, that's what my mentor helped me to do. It's like, and as soon as we did, it just started pouring in and all the material things, the wonderful things, the, the toys came with it too. But I do have a fun question. You probably haven't been asked this before, but you have to remember this is the spiritual success podcast. And I'm looking at your beautiful background. I see a rose quartz spear. I think there might be an angel behind you too. No, it's it's actually my Stevie award. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's a Stevie. It's a Stevie gold for women helping women. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) I'm just curious. Like how has your spirituality? um, I always say, call it whatever you want. God, source, universe, uh, energy, if you want to. How has that impacted your success and your involvement, like growing with money? Yeah. Um, wow. That's a big question. It's a great question. Um, so let me try and drill it down. So first of all, I believe that making fabulous money is part of our spiritual path, yeah. as I said before. And the reason I think that is because of how using money as a, um, as a tool, as a mirror, actually mirror reflects us mirror and excuse me, money reflects us. And so using it to say, who do I want to be? Let me set this income goal and become the woman who makes that. And you get to choose money. Doesn't, I don't believe money changes people. I really believe money magnifies money is a magnifier. It magnifies the qualities and attributes that are already within us. That's all it does. And so using it to say, where, where do I have Thoughts. You know, I grew up at a time, I grew up with a really hard dad, a very critical, harsh dad, and who had very low aspirations for me. The fact that I graduated high school, like I pretty much surpassed his expectations at that point. (laughs) And my mom was a whole different story because my mother always worked for herself and was successful. And I got to grow up seeing what a successful woman looks like and acts like. So I, so the spiritual, back to the spirituality, it's really using money as that mirror for who we're becoming. And um, so that's number one. I think that the other spirituality piece for me is really being clear on our core values. You know, I'm very public about this. My core values tied for first are honor and integrity, honor and integrity tied for first. Number two would be really dignity and respect. I would say respect and dignity. Respect is a little more respect leads to dignity, but, and so, um, and then it's love and caring. So those, I have ties for all these because they're all so important. And um, so I think that the spirituality is really about allowing, it's really about allowing ourselves to expand and fulfill our highest potential and not to be perfect. Like you said, you know, things happen, clients have problems, vendors don't come through, you know, things happen, crap happens in business. That's the ebb and flow being in business, but it's how we handle that. It's how we address that. Am I coming from my highest best self here? doesn't mean I'm a pushover, but it, but I can still, I can still stand my ground, have great standards and boundaries and come from my highest and best self. Those things go together. So to me, the spiritual is about me being really the queen of my world. I mean, really being, and archetypally, I am the ruler. I am the uh, ruler archetype as my, as my signature archetype. So it is really being uh, the queen of your world, not being a diva, not being like that, but being, being the queen and really taking full ownership and full responsibility for who we are as people, the, the um, things that we manifest and bring into our life and how we handle when things don't go our way. To me, that's the whole spirituality of it. I love that. Being a woman of your word. That's so important. Absolutely. My word is law. If I'm a handshake girl, you shake my hand and we have a deal. We have a deal. More powerful than any signature for sure. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I follow my contracts and agreements, but also my word is law. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, for me, I think, um, I was putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect and I've helped so many other people yeah. to have success. So when it was my own turn, like why wasn't it wasn't working, I thought I was going to be easy for me. And, and I just remember what I did was in the beginning teaching spiritual concepts, I caught myself saying like universe a lot, universe, universe for me, universe is like the, uh, God's mind. So they go hand in hand, but I realized I was kind of like, twisting my own words to kind of please more people. And then I realized working with my coach, she says God a lot. And I was like, why have I skipped away from that? So for me, it's just a name. It's just a word. It can be whatever, but I just got more authentic with it. And I just got real, real. My kids are usually shooting me when I'm on camera with a Nerf gun, right? I just really opened up and be myself. But what I did that was so different was I allowed myself to be supported. I don't have to be like the one that has to carry all the weight. So I allowed like God, spirit, source, universe into my business as my partner. And when there's time to stop, I set the boundary and I say, can you take over now? And like all of a sudden, that is when everything changed because when it goes back to talking in alignment, does a woman who really believes she's supported ever doubt anything? No. Does a woman who really feels she's supported ever feel overwhelmed? No. I said, I believe that I was supported, but why wasn't my actions in aligned with what I said I believed? So when I really checked myself and I was like, okay, this is where you're missing the alignment piece. Boom. Like people just calling out of blue and it just really turned everything around. So I just think it's so wonderful that people can hear from somebody who has really, like I said, paved the way for so many of us about the journey of failure, about making quick decisions, about accepting like, you know, that you have to be a woman of your word. These are things that I talk about all the time and it's not a coincidence that we're here together. So I love today's conversation. So many amazing takeaways. Before we wrap up today though, I'd love for people to know about where they can follow you or how they can work with you. Where would you like to send them today? Sure. Um, let's see something easy, quick, free that you can download. If you like downloading things, I have a guide on, um, pricing. So it is, it's a, I think it's called pricing guide. Um, cause pricing and money is my jam and I love to distill it down into super practical tips. So you can go to kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash pricing and download that guide. And that's just a great, I think it's 15 or 16 different pricing tips. We're all about high ticket for, because it's, we don't have time to get into it today, but high ticket is so much more than just what you charge. It's who you become in the process. So everything in there is, is organized and related to that. Um, yeah, you can go there or you can also come or, and really you can come and check out our certified coach training. You can go to uh, uh, certified Actually, you can go to coachtrainingwithkendall.com. That's the go. best one. Coachtrainingwithkendall.com. And cool. check out the certified coach training there. Yeah. I'll make sure to get all your links and share it with everybody. Okay. And also too, if you're listening to this on audio and the podcast, you're totally missing out. Make sure you come join the Spiritual Success Sorority Facebook group so you can see this live. This video is fabulous. But in the meantime, again, Kendall, thank you so much for being here. And to all you successful souls, remember, acknowledge it, embrace it, and see it through. Bye, successful souls. Hey, successful soul, before you head to the next episode of Spiritual Success, be sure to come join me and other like-minded entrepreneurs and business professionals in my Facebook group called Spiritual Success Sorority. Everyone is welcome. And if you're loving the show, you're going to love the group even more. There, I'll be engaging with you weekly in live shows, listening to your input for new weekly topics, and hosting exclusive workshops for members only. So if you're looking to really uplevel your financial and personal success, meet me on over in the Spiritual Success Sorority Facebook group. See you on the inside.